Hey, you're with Ed and Ben on Decoding Crypto. We are so happy to have you here. Obviously, Ben is the CEO of Collective Shift and his mission is to help you guys get on board with crypto. We're seeing huge gains at the moment. It's a great time to get into the market. So if you're here to start to learn about crypto, you are in the right place. And before we get into it, Obviously, we do not know your personal situation. We cannot peer into your wallet. We cannot peer into your bank account. So if you are going to do anything with your investments, with your money, make sure you consult a financial professional. Ben, how are you? How's your week going? I'm going very good, thanks, Ed. Countdown to the US. I leave on Saturday, so I'm trying to get everything done before I head off. Ooh, and you're going to a big uh, conference over there. Yeah, so it's called Consensus. It's the biggest sort of crypto conference uh, probably in the world. And yeah... Myself and Matt, our head of research that we had uh, on the podcast, uh, or, or he's coming on whenever this episode comes out, uh, we're going over on Saturday. So looking forward to it. Yeah, obviously we spoke to Matt on Monday. And if you haven't listened to the episode, go back because he's a real clever dude if you want to know where, th- where this is all heading and why we've seen such a pump in price. Very exciting. Tell me, with these conferences, Ben, do you learn a lot or is it just like schmoozy networking? Oh, to be fair, I'm there for more schmoozy networking. Uh, Matt, Matt, <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more of the schmoozer. Matt, Matt's, Matt will definitely be in there, you know, with all the uh, events and, uh, you know, the, there's, a, there's a heap of events, heaps of uh, presentations, some great speakers. I'll definitely go to a few, but I'm there, yeah, definitely more for the schmoozy networking. But we'll, uh, we're going to learn a lot. We're going to see what the, it's good just to get feet on the ground in the US because that's the heartbeat of, of crypto markets, right? Like, the reality is Australia isn't that big in consideration to the US. Once you're over there and you get to meet the people, you get to talk, you really get a good sense of where the where the market's at and where we're going. So, you know, I, I think we're going to get a really good feel, which we'll be able to report back on on the uh, DK and Crypto, hopefully next week or two. Yeah, exciting. Can't wait to hear who you schmooze and find <laughs> out from Matt what he learns about. So tell me, what we want to talk about today is staking your Ethereum. Why might now be a particularly good time to do this? Yeah, so as we've spoken about in the podcast before, Ethereum uh, last year moved from proof of work to proof of stake blockchain. And one of the ways that a proof of stake blockchain needs to run is for people to basically deposit their cryptocurrencies, i.e. their Ethereum, into the Ethereum blockchain. And then as a reward, they can earn uh, tokens, right? So uh, this is what's called Ethereum staking. And there's different ways to do it. Uh, And a lot of different blockchains offer these sort of like, you know, yields or like ability to earn a a reward for staking your, 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 your tokens. Different blockchains have different mechanisms. A lot of them have pros and cons. If you're wanting to like stake your crypto though, Ethereum would probably be the best way to start. Um, and as I, as I sort of mentioned, the reason why you, know, you want to, uh, or the reason why um, the, the blockchain needs Ethereum to, to run is, is through that staking mechanism, which is different to Bitcoin. Bitcoin uses miners, so miners you know, can um, basically solve transactions or solve problems to, to um, to, I'm losing my thoughts here. The Bitcoin blockchain is run by miners. So the miners solve for an algorithm that secures the blockchain where Ethereum's different. So it's, it's a faster way to secure the network, uh, but you don't have miners, you need to stake that Ethereum. So there's a few different ways you can do it. 
if you're going direct to the Ethereum blockchain, you actually need 32 Ethereum to do this, Ed, which is like... Woof. That's like 64,000 US dollars just to stake your Ethereum, which is a lot, right? I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm not putting out my $64,000 of Ethereum anytime soon. New. Yeah, so some, there's some other ways you can do it. And this is what's called liquid staking. So liquid staking is basically where you can deposit your Ethereum with other people and deposit that into the Ethereum uh, network. You can then earn those rewards just like you would if you had 32 Ethereum, but that liquid staking provider can basically just take a small fee. So they're sort of the intermediary. Now, that's a good way to get started if you want to stake your Ethereum, help the network and earn some rewards. There's three real main different uh, players in the space where you can get uh, liquid staking done, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I just want to touch on the risks of staking. A lot of people just tend to go in blind with a lot of these projects and you know try and earn a reward by staking their crypto, whether it be Axie Infinity or you know, Uniswap or whatever it might be. There is a risk to everything, right? So one of the biggest risks is obviously that the blockchain you know, goes to zero or the token declines. So yes, you might be earning rewards in that token, but if the value of that token declines and you're not really gaining any momentum, the other one is as well with the what we call token economics. And we've spoken about this in a previous episode around you know, ways to invest and ways to analyze crypto projects. Some of the lower projects, for example, Axie Infinity, where you can earn a big reward, uh, some of these tokens are actually basically um, increasing their supply. So they're creating more tokens every day. So if you think about one of the benefits of Bitcoin is there's only going to be 21 million Bitcoin ever created. For a lot of these other tokens, they don't have the same characteristics. They're actually creating more tokens. So yes, you're earning a, a, a return, but they're printing more tokens um, into, the, into, the, into the project, which increases the supply, uh, which can devalue the project. So just something to be, uh, you know, just monitoring. Uh, and then there's, you know, there's obviously a, a, a bunch of other risks as, as we're looking at liquid staking. If you're joining your capital with other people's capital, you need to make sure that you're happy with the risk of that project or company that you're using. There's always risks in everything. So if you're going to do this, always never put in more than you're willing to lose and just understand that there is risks uh, when it comes to anything staking or, you know, pulling anything out of your, um, your ledger. And so with this, Ben, I want to find out how to do it in just a second, but do you have to tie up your ETH for a certain amount of time? So if you, you, you did. So uh, Ethereum just recently allowed withdrawals for those people staking their Ethereum. So when we went through the migration of proof of uh, work to proof of stake, people locked up their 32 Ethereum and that was locked up for months and it was only just uh, the, the Shanghai update only just was approved uh, and went through in the last two or three weeks. So those people now have access to withdraw their Ethereum. And now you can freely deposit or withdraw your, your Ethereum when you, um, when you stake your, your Ethereum. And through liquid staking, it's, it's a super sort of easy way to do it. You don't need to lock it up. But in saying that, it's some cryptocurrencies, you do need to lock it up. Now, I'm not a fan of lockup periods at all. Uh, I, I don't like it. I don't like the fact that, you know, you can't access your crypto because you can't make the choices or decisions you need to at, at that time. Some people don't mind it, but just be careful around some projects offering really long lockup periods. The longer the period, the more risk, in my opinion, that you're, you're playing. 
Yeah, and as we know, things can change so quickly within crypto. Uh, you know, something that might look like a not very long lockout period initially, things can change really quickly. So I, that would definitely be something that I would be looking out for. So how do we get into it, Ben? If, we, if, if this sounds like something we want to get into and we're keen, uh, you know, we've assessed the risk and we're keen to get into it, what do we do next? How do we get into it? So you, you can do it direct through... Uh, your ledger so you can stake your ethereum on your ledger <coughs> i believe you have to do it through the 32 ethereum though on your ledger if you want to do it so if you want to do liquid staking that's a way where you don't have to have a minimum uh, so there's three real options that we, we look at one is coinbase so coinbase is probably the most reputable crypto exchange for liquid staking um take wood in the us founded in 2012 uh, and you can basically sign up and stake your ethereum on coinbase all you need is you need to have Ethereum in your Coinbase account, you need to verify uh, your account and you can basically basically then go stake your Ethereum on Coinbase. The other one is Lido. Lido is the largest liquid staking um, pool. So it's a decentralized platform for staking Ethereum uh, and it's managed by the Lido DAO. So it's completely decentralized. There is a Lido token, which is sort of the governance token uh, and doing it through Lido is probably a little bit more complicated if you're just starting out. Uh, but it's the most decentralized, so you're not going to have that sort of oversight or control uh, like you know other you know more centralized companies. So that is a, a benefit, but probably going to be a little bit more difficult to use. The third option is Rocketpool, and Rocketpool is actually a um, they're actually based out of Queensland, and up your way. So Ooh, love yeah. to see it. Rocketpool is another um, platform and also decentralized, uh, and is a sort of real grassroots platform. So. You can uh, sign up with Rocketpool, deposit any amount of Ethereum, uh, and join what they call sort of mini pools. So this is where you, you know, you and I, Ed, or someone you know that we know or someone we don't know, will come together, pool our Ethereum, uh, and then uh, stake on uh, the network. So there's there's uh, pros and cons to different ones. Different platforms charge different fees and commissions. The annual return, as of basically now, Ed. Mm-hmm. Uh, is somewhere between sort of 4% and 7% per year is what you're getting. Um, obviously, that's variable. They can't guarantee returns. That's just what the network's paying at the moment. That might change. Uh, but yeah, if you're really looking for user-friendliness, I'd recommend uh, Coinbase is a good place to start. And if we are going to get into this, what, what's the number one thing to keep in mind? Never put in more than you're willing to to lose on that platform. You know, holding Ethereum is already risky. Putting in more into a staking protocol is even riskier, right? So just understand the more complex your strategy becomes, the more risk you're pulling into your portfolio. So just be aware of that. It's not always a, um, you know, a safe investment. Yeah, great. Really good to know. And as always, you know, I reiterate, we don't know what's going on with your personal circumstances when it comes to your finance. So if you are going to make any decision with your investments, with your money, make sure you consult a financial professional. Ben, I will catch you again on Friday. Speak to you then. Thanks, guys.